What is good guys? It's Nath, aka the Boston Brit. Now I am back with a brand new episode of the podcast. Now that's two in two weeks. That's mental considering my track record recently. But anyway guys, hope you enjoy it. And just before we jump in, there is going to be some swearing in this pod. So if you're not keen on it, then yep, once again, probably best that you miss it. But anyway guys, hope you enjoy it. Remember to review, like and share the pod in any way you can. But anyway guys, here we go. Good guys, it is Boston Brick, and we are back for a brand new episode of the That UK Celtics podcast. And today I'm joined by a new co-host. You might have seen him on the NBA UK fan. He is Mr. NBA UK fans live at five. It's uh, Rich Barrett. How you doing, man? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's, uh, it's a little late our sides, but you know, as GRD would say, we out here. We're doing the pod. Uh, talking you say to that. our guest today. Exactly. Funny you say that. He doesn't need any introduction, to be honest with you. If you're a Celtics fan and you don't know who Corey, a.k.a. GRD, is, then you are, to be fair, I think you've been living under a rock, to be honest. But Or you don't have Instagram. <laughs> or you don't have Instagram. He's got Twitter, though. But anyway, let's bring him on. It is GRD himself. How are you doing, man? All the way from Boston. Nathan, first of all, I want to, like... I just want to congratulate you. How the hell you stay up this late to film this podcast? I don't even know what time is it over there for you guys. It's only twenty past. It's only twenty past midnight, so it's not. It's not too bad. I mean, okay, we usually, that's not we bad. Stay, we usually stay up until you know when we have a West Coast game. We're we're up till like three, four in the morning, just watching watching the. Session. Bro, I'm I'm telling you that my schedule is so out of whack. Like even last night's game, I fell asleep at halftime, bro. I couldn't even stay awake. That's don't tell anybody that. I'm supposed to be the guy that never falls asleep, never. Bro, I fall asleep during games lately. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, man, to be fair, before we even jump in, we need to, you know, congratulate you on your, on your, on your son who's on the way. Uh, so Thank you very much. My yeah. life is about to change. It's gonna My life is going to change. I mean, we're going to have a mini GRD on our hands, so it's going to be ultimate carnage, especially when you can take him to Celtics games. It's going to be, Bro, I think Instagram's going to blow up. The main thing is, you know me, I take advantage of every situation. Now I have my son. I'm going to use my son as, as like, getting me into places that I can't go and shit. You know me. My son is, is not even born already, and I already made fake media passes for the kid to come to games for free. Ah! We ready. Right, man. So this, this season or this, you know, my podcast is all about getting to know some of the Celtics guys, you know, bringing on – basically anyone who loves the Celtics, really. And the first question that I have for you is like how, so how did you get into basketball? You know, has it been like something which you, you know, from a young age, you know, you were brought up with your family, like supporting the Celtics or, or whatever. Was it something you got into in school or, you know, how did, how did you get into basketball? 
So it's actually weird. Like a lot of people that really know me, like they know like basketball is not even my favorite sport and it's probably not even my second favorite sport. But I will say this, like I've been a Celtics fan my whole life, no matter what the Boston, we have four teams. You support them no matter what, anything, whatever. Yeah. However, the Boston Celtics, like I always saw my in with them and I knew like they were getting like really good at a certain time. And that's when I started going to a lot of the games and I showed all the kids and all people around the world, like what it was like to sneak into sweets and eat people's food for free and shit. <laughs> like I used to do that on my, on my Instagram page and like, I'll pay like $20 for a balcony seat. And I had the barcode to get into any suite in the whole fucking TD garden. And yeah, we, I just used to do that shit and film it and put it on my story, not even my page, just like my story. Yeah. And just make people laugh. Like I just like dress stupid and just walk around with people in suits and shit. And I don't care what they say. Like, I think that's like what people wanted to see at the time. And I also knew that this was like when I made my account on Instagram was before like the Celtics were a playoff team. Like they were, it was during the season when they was trading everybody away and stuff. So it was crazy. Like, and yeah, I just kind of wanted to start from the the rebuild on on Instagram, and that I did. And obviously, we still are in the same rebuild, and it kind of sucks. So I'm kind of a little mad. We should be in a different position right now. We should be like already won a ring, in my opinion. But things have not gone as planned, obviously, during this rebuild. But we're also not in a spot where a lot of other teams are. I bet you there's like 20 other teams that wish they had like the cornerstone pieces that we have in our franchise and stuff. And also flexibility with that trade exception and all that bullshit. But I don't know. I just saw a light in like, and I started my Celtics account just because of that. And I knew like the Celtics were going to be very good in the next five years. So I wanted to jump on early. So yeah, that's kind of how I like stumbled upon the starting the Instagram for Boston. But basketball, like I sucked at as a kid playing basketball. I'm not good, but I'm very good at like, mentoring and coaching people up and getting the most out of the people similar to Brad Stevens. Like, I don't know. I just, a lot, a couple of my friends are trash at basketball, but when I'm playing with them, I'm even worse than them, but I make them better. If that makes sense. Well, what, what were, yeah. What were your, so what were your sports then? What, what were your favorite sports like growing up? I, I like playing and stuff. I was very good at uh, baseball and I like football a lot. Football is my favorite sport to watch and stuff. Like, it's a lot less demanding as basketball in the sense like they play once a week, whereas basketball, you could play freaking four, four games a week. It's hard to like follow and stuff. But yeah. obviously my love for the Celtics has grown alongside of like my following growing. Like my diehardness comes out more when the team's doing good, when people are like, I get freaking hundreds of messages every day. Like, I don't know. It could be like the dead of the season in August, usually when nothing's going on. And like, I could post something about anything and I get like a hundred DMs of people like relating to me and that, I don't know. It's kind of just crazy what happened to me, like, like starting this account. Like it could have been anyone though. Like it was just me that jumped on and I started it. And like a lot of other people did similar accounts to mine, but like I just stuck with it, I guess. And other people kind of like tailed off, whatever. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard to grow on Instagram these days, bro. You know what it is. Like, yeah, it is not what it was in like 2015 and 16. Like nowadays, it's like it's like a competition because people know like you get this many followers and then 
your account can make you this much money type shit. So like, that's why people don't want to support other people now. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think you know, to be fair, I mean, you've got to have, you know, obviously, Rich, though, you do the NBA stuff, the NBA UK fan stuff, and you know, obviously, I do my my Boston stuff, and you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not just a case of you know, you know, you know it's dedicated hours that that go into doing your stuff, and I mean, some of some of the stuff that obviously <laughs> you, Corey, is 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 mental. Like obviously, with your trips to Philadelphia and stuff like that, and. Uh, uh, yeah. six outside the garden in the brewing stuff with spike king like absolute madness but it's it's, it's to be fair you've got to have a personality if you don't have a personality then you know people aren't going to want to follow you and obviously you you, re- you do and you know the fact that you've you've obviously stretched over here to the uk and you obviously people will follow you from australia and you know thailand like literally every part of the world you know i'm surprised i wouldn't be surprised that someone's following you from multiple countries like i i was sorry wait let, let's let rich jump in because i've literally been rambling way too much <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say which Celtics fan do you know that doesn't want to see a ben simmons funko pop get smashed with a baseball bat <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah yo that was a pretty good swing too i mean to be honest like audience aside like i would literally still be doing this stuff if i had two followers like Everything that I put out, it's not like I think in my head, like, oh, I'm going to make this video and it's going to get this many people viewing it. And like, like sometimes I've done that in the past. And those are the ones where it's like, okay, this is stupid. Like, I look like one of those tryhards on Worldstar. Like, instead, like, I like to do things that shows like my passion for loving the Celtics and my passion for hating the opponent, like. Cause that's the real stuff right there. And once you get away from that, like it kind of gets stupid, but yeah, I like to let people know, like, I don't like this person and I like this person kind of thing. Like, and I'm not afraid to be like a Gordon Hayward fanboy when he's on my team and stuff. And then after he leaves out, I'll, I'll fucking burn his Jersey. I don't care. What's your first memory of watching basketball at the garden? Um, watching basketball at the garden. Like, Believe it or not, a lot of people would think, like, I went to go see Larry Bird and shit. I'm not old enough to see all that shit. But just, like, a lot of Paul Pierce memories because the team, as as I was growing up, it wasn't even really that good. Like, like nobody wanted to go see basketball in, like, 2002, 2003. Like, they were, like, like making it to the playoffs and shit, but they were getting dusted. And, like, nobody thought they ever had a chance at a championship till the – summer of 07 and then everything changed in basketball like that's when me and all my friends became like season ticket holders and stuff after that like we didn't even have any money but we were like sleeping outside to get tickets before the season they sold i'll start this story too before the season started like i couldn't afford real season tickets but every year before the season started they sold tickets that were ten dollars per ticket and you could camp out overnight to buy these tickets. So me and my friends will stay out overnight with all these bums in Boston. And I will pay all my friends, too, just to buy me extras. But I will buy every single game for the whole season for $10 a ticket. You buying Lakers tickets for $10 each? Those ones I used to get $200 a ticket almost when Kobe came to town. So that was like my little side hustle slash... That's how I got into games, only $10. Like, 
I couldn't afford it when I was a young buck. But ever since then, it like my passion grew. I love hustling. I love money and I love sports. So that was like selling tickets. I used to sell tickets to my teachers in school and change my grades because I was selling them tickets, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, it's mad though, because over, you, know, you said they're $10 a ticket, right? Over here in the yes. UK, obviously we have like soccer, football, and you know, you'd be very, very lucky to get a ticket, which is what, 50 quid, which is probably what, $80, $70, something like that. Like you'd be lucky to get anything cheaper than like 50 quid, really, realistically, wouldn't you? Uh, that's crazy. Like, no, 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 so, no, I, I paid £10 to go and watch Girl Coventry City. Uh, well, okay. Well, we're, we're talking about Premier League here. We're talking about like cream of the crop. We're not talking about the farmers down the road. Like, <laughs> yo, like, yo, but but Nathan and I'm telling you, they used to do this ten dollars seats, and this was when they just won the championship, bro. Like in the playoffs, every round the tickets went up one, like like for the first round, I think they were like instead of ten dollars, they were like fourteen dollars a ticket. Then the next round, they were like $32 in the next round. Bro, NBA Finals tickets in those last rows of the balcony, if you camped out, they were less than like $200 a ticket. And then you could sell them for like crazy ass amount of money, $1,000 a ticket. Hell yeah. Like it wouldn't be, uh, to be fair, I, I don't know what it'd be like now if we got to the finals. I mean, I'm quite lucky that, you know, obviously I know Alex, so big shout out to him. But, you know, other than that, I mean, yeah. to get, to be honest, the next game I'm going to come over to Rich, we're gonna we're gonna drag your ass over as well, but we are gonna you know I really want I'm ready. To, I really want to I really want to see KG's uh, jersey retirement. I didn't get to go see um, um, Paul Pierce's. That's one. You didn't want to be at that game, anyways. We got ass fucked by the Cavs. <laughs> I know, I know. LeBron still, took it out on us that day. But I, you know, I really want to I really want to get over for that. But like the tickets are mad, could be mad expensive for them. Bro, you believe this? When I went to the Paul Pierce retirement game, the, I was sitting like my seats are like eight rows off of the court that year. Mm-hmm. And the people that were sitting in front of me left after the game. They didn't even watch their jersey retirement, bro. Oh, come on, man. Are you like someone like you? You would have paid an endless amount of money to be there. And these idiot ass kids left the game after the freaking Celtics got blown out. <laughs> God, that makes me angry too. <laughs> Hell yeah. But, Bro, that KG game will be a hot ticket. Like, you know the Celtics are not going to do anything during COVID. They're going to wait until everything's normal. When and if it is this year, that game is going to be crazy. I'll I'll be dead before I miss that game. I'll be I'll be I'll be very surprised. I'll be very surprised if it's this year. I think they want they'll want to do it big and they'll want to do it like proper and proud. So I reckon it'll be probably the season after. But hell yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully. I am going to get over for that. And Rich, we're going to drag you out as well. Nah, we will we'll tear it up. The boys will be out that night for sure. We'll get, we'll be acting up. I'll get a babysitter for my unborn son. We out already. I don't bring, him along. Bring, him, bring him along. Bring him along in the strap. <laughs> bring him along in the strap. <laughs> nah, nah. We're not doing no hangover <laughs> shit. <laughs> so my next question, man, is, you know, we kind of briefly touched on it, but what, so what, like, what made you want to start the whole GRD persona the whole grd thing because i suppose you know for people that watch you and look at your content and things like that you've got that hyper that intense that passion for the celtics you know and behind closed doors mm. like obviously I've, I've met you um previously no i've obviously met you and Yo, did you grow up watching wwe 
I, I, I did it. My brothers, my my brother did. Basically, me me and my friends, we all grew up watching wrestling and stuff, and we kind of handled Instagram and Boston sports similar to wrestlers, like in their gimmicks. And I'm not gonna lie to you, like I'm a diehard fan, but sometimes I stretch it out and I go to another level and I act crazy and stupid. Obviously, I know I'm acting like a clown, you know, like. I kind of treat it as that, like a little gimmick, like when the Celtics are on, I could tap into like kick in that GRD moment and I'm ready to rock. Like, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird how I say it, but obviously you also know me as like, I'm a humble, quiet person too. Like I'm not a clown in real life. Like I don't act stupid, but I can, I can flip that switch anytime you want. I'll be bouncing off the walls like KG on the backboard. Ah! Sorry. I get a little excited. To be fair, you are the, I don't know anyone else that has the kind of level of passion. You know, obviously there's loads of passionate Celtics fans like we are over here. But I mean, for yourself, it's mad times. It's away from. Mad times we've seen you in, you know, well, uh, in the Fargo arena, in the toilets doing some madness on a sixer. (laughs) (laughs) It's away from basketball too. I kind of like to handle myself as a good mentor to people. And I, I like to be passionate about everything, every single thing I do in life. Like whether it be my military service, whether it be, uh, big brother, little sister thing. I brought pe- little kids under my wing in the past and I've brought them to crazy games. And then afterwards drop the kids off and they, and they look at me like, Corey, I wish this night never ended. Like, bro, after I do that, that makes me want to go harder and like change the world even more. You know, I'm literally so passionate about like meeting young people and putting a little bit of what's in my head into theirs whether it be connecting with sports or whether it be giving them life advice, that's literally stuff I love to do. I don't think there's a real occupation for it that will pay me enough to like do something like that, but I do it on my own for free. Well, that's dope, man. I mean, like that's, that's something which many people, you know, probably didn't know about you. It's interesting to hear, you know, that you do things like that. You want to do things like that. You want to help the youth. You want to, you know, ingrained. I'm also an asshole, though. I'm also an asshole. I, I will slap somebody, too. I'm not always nice, bro. Sometimes I'm mad. I'm a mean man. Rich, Rich goes mental sometimes, don't you, Rich? Yeah, often. Um, that, that probably leads us in nicely into our next question as well for you, GRD. What's, we've all seen some pretty mad shit on Instagram, like crazy stuff, like smashing up Funko Pops, pissing on Philadelphia t-shirts in the toilets, um, all things that we've enjoyed, right? Hang on a light. I like, my missus follows you on Instagram. I follow you. Nathan follows you. Like, I'll say to Nathan, I was like, have you seen Jardine's story? That's just brilliant. Like, middle finger to Philadelphia, like. But what, what's the, f- we've seen a lot of funny moments from you. So what's the funniest one? What's your personal favorite, your personal highlight, your funny story from being, from being um, a fan? So sometimes it's not funniness. Sometimes it's like, damn, you guys didn't even send me these questions before the part. I would have had something really funny, but off of the dome, like I can't even really think of something because it's similar to me not being able to think of it right now. When you start thinking of things to do too hard, things don't even pan out the right way. Um, Just like, I can't even say like savage things, whatever, like, there's been crazy encounters that my account has brought me that like that people will probably not even believe. Like 
uh, this I might I might shatter some shockwaves right now. Like some people stole Kyrie Irving's All Star ring and tried to sell that shit to me, and they got federal offenses against them. Oh, but we out here. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, it's past, past midnight over it. You can, yeah. <laughs> nah. It was gone. Um, I don't know. I don't know what exactly the craziest thing I've done through Instagram. I don't know. I did some dumbass things that got me in trouble. Some guy after a game popped me in the head and busted me open and stuff. <laughs> Dress, dressing up as a taco as well. That was, that was pretty good. Okay. Dope. Okay, so dressing up as a taco, I cannot take it. All the all the i the creative ideas about that. That was not my idea. I think that was so stupid to do, but I but I did it with this idiot, and we made a crazy connection with Taco. We got this guy's number, and we was trying to get this guy drunk in Vegas during the summer league. This guy wouldn't go out drinking with us. He was afraid, but. When we came back to Boston, we got to hang out with them and stuff. And, yeah, it's a cool, unique relationship that was formed just because we showed up wearing taco uniforms and shit. And now we get made fun of by half of the team. And half of the team call me fucking taco boy when they see me. That shit is oh, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Javante Green. Javante Green threw me on his Instagram live a couple weeks ago. He, he had, like, his family behind him. And I've met his family at a game, too, before. They're from um, Virginia. Good people. They Actually, I ran into them at a game in Philly. And, yeah, he pretty much on his Instagram live, he's like, yeah, this is the guy that dressed up like a taco. I'm like, do I really want to be known as that guy, bro? But whatever. I'll eat it. I'll earn it. I like tacos anyway, so we good. Oh man, just to be fair, like I said, we've seen some some funny things from you, and uh, <laughs> kind of leads me on to like my next question, I suppose. But you know, being a Celtics fan, obviously, I've been a fan since 2004, so I've seen us when we were really fucking shit, and I've seen us, you know, with the with the 0708 championship all the way up to now. You know, I've seen the rebuilding, and uh, yeah, so we've had good moments and we've had shit moments. But you know, what has been your favorite three moments as a Celtics fan that you can remember? Like for me, it was my first ever memory, I suppose. And one of my favorite memories was watching the highlight of um, Paul Pierce talking smack to Al Harrington and then just dropping the shot on him. Like for me, that solidified me. Being, that solidified me being a Celtics fan. Like there was no like, you know, obviously my, my mate went to, he went to Boston on holiday when I was in school. He came back and he brought me some stuff. He showed me some videos, but that moment right there, I was... You know, I was like, fuck this. Yeah, I need to be a Celtics fan. That was absolutely mental. So, I mean, like, Rich, what is, Rich, what was yours before we shoot it to, to Corey? What, what have been your three favourite moments? Uh, man, there's been probably more than three. Um, but if I had to narrow it down, mate, the, the thing is, like, the, the 08 championship, like, the game six, it's, it's a beautiful moment, right? It's a, an absolutely beautiful moment. But it was such a foregone conclusion when you've got like basically a 38 point lead. Like there was no tension. It was just like, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I still but loved it, was, it though. I still loved it. Like, fucking wiping these, wiping these assholes out of the water. Like let's, let's yeah. just get it done and get out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mad, mad hype for that. Like, so I'd go with that. That's up there. Um, probably leading off that, like the passion, the passion in the, like the celebrations after that, seeing like KG. Cause I, I, I grew up watching basketball in the 1990s. Cause showing my age there, but I always loved Kevin Garnett. And to see Kevin Garnett win a ring 
on the Celtics and just the raw, raw emotion of him. Like, he couldn't believe it had happened to him. I could believe it had happened to him because of how fucking good he is. And I was just so happy to see it happen to him. And then another one is just when IT went off that season. Like, it's impossible to be a Celtics fan and not love Isaiah Thomas for what he did. Like, when he was dropping, like, Wait, ridiculous points. But, Rich, but, bro, to be honest, I don't think a lot of Celtics fans really knew what, how blessed we were that season. Like, you cannot say, like, and now looking back, everybody loved Isaiah Thomas. But I swear on everything I loved during that season, there were so many IT haters out there, bro. There were there were a lot of IT slander out there and they trade this guy, blah, blah. He's too small. He doesn't play defense. Even Celtics fans hated on Isaiah Thomas, but they won't admit it. But I loved him every minute. So Ever we, since we, we traded Marcus Thornton for his ass, I loved Ice. We didn't. Like, we did. We didn't even need him to play defense. So I don't think that was even a fucking argument, to be honest. I think we just. I agree, Nathan. I agree, oh. Nathan. But I'm just backtracking to that season while it was going on, and he was having a crazy year. Like there was just a lot of naysayers that that just like shit on Isaiah for no reason, and he basically shut them the fuck up without even do, saying anything. He just did it. Yeah, man. Well, what, Corey? What, what are your, th- what are your three like that you can think of? So I would probably like out of everything, this one. Nah, I will start low. July thirty first, two thousand seven, when we traded for Kevin Garnett. That was probably like that made that brought Celtics pride back to me and to my whole circle because we were just Paul Pierce and Al Jefferson and messing around like before then. July thirty first, bro. We became contenders and. You could you could say we won the championship the next summer, but we won the championship the moment we got number five in green, bro. That day, like, it just changed being a Celtics fan forever, and I get goosebumps talking about it right now. But just like I said, bro, KG bashing his head off of the backboard before a game, bro. Different. I love it. That shit it hits different, and it will. The thing that makes me upset, bro. Look at me when I say this. There'll never be another KG, bro. That hurts, doesn't it? 100%. Like there, there's gonna be players better than KG all the time coming out, but there'll never be another KG. Like I don't care. He was not ever the number one player in the league, in my opinion. But he played like it every single night. I don't care if it was 2012 when people were saying he was washed up. I will still take him on my team over anybody on the team right now. And I love Jason Tatum, but to be fair, yeah, like, yeah. To be fair, KG's just KG was just different, though, wouldn't he? I mean, like some of the stories that I've heard of him in the locker room and just the way he was, like his, like, he literally, he his willingness to win was just ridiculous. Like no, 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 nothing anyone's ever seen um, in a Celtics uniform, I don't think. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue there. I can't argue with you, to be honest. Um, Another, my second moment was. You a game that the Boston Celtics lost, but I flew out to Los Angeles in 2010 for the NBA Finals, and Marquise Daniels, I still thank him to this day. He he like he messed with me on Twitter. We were cool and stuff, and this goes to show you what network can do for you. I just asked him for two tickets for the NBA Finals, and he he put them at will call for me in LA for Game Six of the NBA Finals. He didn't have any family going. So I flew out there with no flight home or anything. Spike King brought me to the airport. 
got out there by myself because nobody even came. I sold another ticket for $2,000 that he gave me, and I had my ticket, and I went to the game. The guy that bought the ticket off of me on the street didn't even go into the game, so I had two seats the whole game. But that was the game that Perkins got hurt. Mm. And, yeah, I don't know what happened in game seven. I, I wasn't watching that game, but we lost. <laughs> um, and my mad. number one is just it's just the banner behind you. 2008 NBA Finals, like, just blowing the Lakers out of the gym. Like, you can't really script it any better than that. Like, it just hurts, though, because that big three should have had another one, maybe two more. But it's something that we'll never get back. Just like I was saying, like, that game that I went to, game six, that was the one. Like, we could have won it in L.A. Instead, Perkins got hurt, and the rest is history. Yeah, man. We're on to the next one. That that oh, to be fair, the oh, yeah, oh eight has got to be. If you were a Boston Celtics fan for then, you know, and if even if you are listening right now and you didn't, you haven't seen, you know, the oh seven oh eight championship, the oh eight finals. Like you need to go back and watch it. When when we were younger, I feel like basketball was way more intense and hateful. Like nowadays, these guys are hugging each other. It gets me mad, bro. I want them to hate each other, bro. At least pretend you hate each other. But these guys are all know they're all millionaires and they all get like 20 games to rest every year. Like, I don't really like the way the NBA is going anymore. I'll never stop like loving my team and stuff, but I am a little bit sad like the way the NBA is these days with the fucking rest load management and stuff. It kind of like, for me, it hurts the game. Like, the guys that we watched growing up, like, they would probably agree with what I'm saying too. Like the game has changed and you could say it's at its peak of the best ever in the NBA, but I would say like just the player's mindset is so different nowadays and it hurts me, but we all here. Can you, can you see KG sitting for 20 plus games in a season? Oh my God. No way. Like, dude, Never like oh my God. And I don't, I don't think Brad Stevens is like a coach that is like for all that stuff. But he also got to look around the league and everybody's doing it nowadays. Like, that's literally how you win a ring these days when you have players that are well-rested for a long run and stuff. This year was a lot different. Like, I don't know. NBA is tough, bro. Like, tough luck sometimes. Just, it sucks. The basketball gods don't love us all the time. Big moment in Celtics history, Nathan, that we're not really celebrating it right now. But, bro, Father's Day when the Boston Celtics made the trade, it was a Saturday night with Philadelphia and traded the number one pick. Isn't it crazy to know that we had the number one pick and we had Markel Fultz automatically coming to our team when we won that draft lottery? Yeah, yeah. But Danny Ainge, he knew something different, bro. He got out of that number one spot and he really knew Tatum was the guy. And looking back, like, Bro, that could be, like, one of the bigger moments in Celtics history that we're not even talking about really right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and, the, and the trajectory that, like, you know, J- Jason's on and the fact that, you know, he's developing at a rapid rate. And, you know, last season he, he, was, he went off. And I don't, to be honest with you, it'd be interesting to get your, your, your thoughts on this, like both of you, to be honest. But I really – I didn't expect – that level from Jason Tatum last season, like just the way he went off and the way he progressed. And to be fair, you could probably give a little bit of, well, you probably give a lot of respect to him spending time with, with Kobe in the off season, but like for, for him just to step up that much in that short amount of time, like that, to be fair, it, it baffled me a little bit. And I was like, is he going to maintain this? And 
you know, he is, he is maintaining, he's still growing, but you know, what are your thoughts on it? I really, I really do like Jason Tatum. Um, I don't really have much to say on, on the fact that he got to another level last year. I want him to get to another, another level this year though. What's up, Rich? What do you think about Jason Tatum making that rise? I love JT. I mean, his rookie season was explosive. I mean, and then he, he didn't drop off, but he went a little quieter in, in his sophomore year. And it was like, it almost like, you, you don't think this geezer's hit his ceiling, man. He's in his second year. But it kind of dropped off a little bit. And then last year, like, it didn't come out of nowhere. We know, we know the potential this guy's got. He's, he's an unbelievable talent. But he's basically gone from being a great rookie, a good sophomore, to basically you're looking at a franchise cornerstone and you're going to give him the bag and you're going to pay him and you're going to make sure he stays there for as long as possible. Like that, and that's, that's, that's the levels he got to last year. And now he's like, he's the best player on that team. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Like, he's just, he's up there. And I just, like, I've got this burning thing in my head, right? And it scares the shit out of me. But I feel like our season, like, one of the Jays is getting injured and missing 30, 40 games. And I don't know why, but it's just niggling in the back of my head. And I just hope that it doesn't happen. But I just, I just want to see more progression from him and just, just be that. Like, I think he's already there in terms of being that guy, like the cornerstone of the franchise. I just want to see what else he can do. And, and the fact as well, you've got to give a lot of respect. I think I, you know, when I went on NBC, like start of last season, I said, you know, when Scal asked me who needs to step up and I said, Jalen Brown, like we've just paid him an absolute bag. For someone which, you know, the season before, he wasn't, you know, I think, I don't know if you agree with this, Corey and Rich, but I didn't know whether he was worth that much money at that time. I thought, uh, I'm not quite sure why we've given Jalen that amount of money when he's not, not, not really proved that worth. But, you know, last season as well, he was, I thought he was incredible, like the way he'd come up and stepped up as well. But what, what, what's, your, what's your guys' thoughts on, on, on Jalen? Um, we, it's crazy. Like we could talk about Jalen and JT all day and we could talk like this idea, that idea, Jalen Brown. Like, I really, really love that guy. And like his family has showed me so much love. Like, yo, that guy is powerful. Like just off the court, like his head, bro. He's so smart. Yeah. Like just powerful. Like when he talks to you, like you really like get, like you listen to the way he talks and, and yeah, we're talking about off-the-court stuff, but I correlate his off-the-court the way he handles himself on the court, and I just feel as though, like, he's his head has been all over the place. He lost his friend two years ago to suicide, and I know that had him at the point where he was close to walking away from basketball because of that. Like, that every, like, tragedies hit everybody different, and I did talk to his family about that, and they told us, like, Yo, this guy, like, was ready to turn his shoulders on the game that he loved and the game that put millions of dollars in his pocket. Like, he was already done with basketball. So that shit scares me. Like, I feel like Jalen Brown might be, like, the president of the United States in a couple of years, bro. Like, you might walk away from basketball soon. Well, I'm not um, funny. Anyone better than Trump? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I feel, I feel like I my heart actually breaks for Jalen Brown this year because – I don't think that there's going to be an all-star game. And this year is supposed to be like his all-star season before the season even begins. But we'll see what happens. We'll still see Paul Pierce in the crowd with his two phones and shit. You remember that meme? <laughs> yeah. um, 
So we were talking about Jay, uh, Jason Tatum and how he got that the max contract this year. And what a good feeling, like, as a Boston Celtics fan, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That kid really deserves it. And I think the money is going to bring his game to another level. Like, he's really going to play on that level. In a league where we're seeing the, the same contract be given to Fox on Sacramento, I don't believe that Bam Adebayo deserves the same exact money as, as Tatum. But you can say whatever you want. But I just feel like Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, max contract, no questions. Nobody can say this guy didn't deserve that. Nothing. Like, I'm so happy with how he he deserves it. And, yeah, I think it's going to take him to another level. Definitely. Rich, what, what are your thoughts on the whole, you know, Jalen Bryan, Jason Tatum scenario? On Jalen, Jalen's contract. I, I don't know. I was on a pod with Dan, like early, Dan from Miami Heat UK, early in the year. I don't know. Fuck knows when it was. Like, the years, I'd lose track of where we were. But he said to me, like, one of his questions was, just after Jalen had signed that, is it like $112 million contract? Mm-hmm. And he right. said, he said, uh, is Jalen worth that money? And I was like, answers pending. Like, I'll tell you at the end of the season. Because I, at the time, I was just like, I didn't want to say he wasn't worth it, but I wasn't quite sure. But I think he earned it. I think he, he done it. And I think you saw, obviously, as well, when... Like, you saw about the character of the guy. I mean, I know it doesn't relate to on the court and the basketball, but when he got in his car and drove to Atlanta for hours to lead marches and stood in front of people with his, like, with his loudspeaker and, like, the things you hear about him off the court, like, his levels of intelligence. He goes to, like, Harvard and MIT and, like, sits with people and, and just talks to people about shit. It's like, the, the guy is, like... Like, there's, there's loads of icons in the game and role models and things like that. But for me... Like, that's a role model. Someone who's, like, intelligent off the court as well as on it. Um, and, and, and and inspires you a little bit to think, OK, there's, there's a little bit more to it than the whole basketball side. So, to, to, to digress a little bit, is he worth the money? Yes, he's worth the money on the court. But it's just been, aside from the events that have led to those things, it's been nice to see what sort of a person he is and what his values are and what his true character is. And to be honest, like, as somebody that I'm, go- I'm going to be a father in the next couple months, like, that day that I have to buy my son a jersey, what better player to buy a jersey of? Jalen Brown, he, like, exemplifies what it means to be a Boston Celtic. And in a day and age where the world is all crazy and up in arms, he's a good person, bro. And you want your, your kid to grow up to be like that. 100%. And, yeah, I'm definitely happy he's in green. Like, these days, like, players are changing teams left and right. He could have been. He could have been gone. He could have been a spur right now. He could have been on a bunch of different teams right now. Like there were crazy amounts of deals, but Danny knew like what this kid could turn into, and I still think that he's not on his. He hasn't plateaued yet. He's going to another level. Definitely, hundred percent. And I mean, so lead me on a little, little bit to my next question. So, Rich, I'll put this to you as well, but we'll go to Corey first. If you could interview one Celtics player, this is all time as well. Who would you want to sit down with, you know, and what would you want to talk about with them? Sit down with Peyton Pritchard and ask him when we're going on a duck boat and when we're going on the parade route. Peyton Pritchard, number 11, Boston Celtics is my new favorite player and I can't wait to meet him and sit down and talk to him. If you want, if you want me to answer that in a serious note, I will do that too. But I really do want to stress the fact that I really like Peyton Pritchard a lot. 
he's a dog. He's a guy that you want on your team. And I, I can't wait to see what he turns into. Like, you don't really fully see a player until they get that confidence. And once he gets a little NBA confidence, bro, that kid could be dangerous. Like, he could, he could act up. And I just feel as though, like, the NBA is going to gonna learn about him quick. Like, he's going to be a little pest. And I like Mark, that. Marcus Smart's little son, is it going to be, I think? I like it. Um, <laughs> but if I could sit down and, like, have a talk with any player, past or present, um, this is interesting because over the last, like, five years, I love all these teams and I've gotten closer because I, like, I blog about the Celtics all the time, so I could easily pick one of those players. But I would probably go farther than that, and I don't know. I feel like I like conversation, and what player on Celtics history I would have the best? Kyrie Irving. I would like to talk to him. I would like to fucking have dinner with that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what do so you think of so dinner with like Kyrie Irving? We're that, going to sage all the – Burn some sage around the restaurant and shit. It'll take you to a spa, mate. It'll take you to a spa. That's what you'll do. That, that was my curveball, though. ass naked with some sage floating around. Like. <laughs> that, that was my curveball, Nate. I was going to say, when you said, oh, you can interview one Celtics all time, I'd love to sit down with Kyrie and try and work out what the fuck goes on inside that mind of his at any given time. But do you know what? That'd be wasting an opportunity. And my... Barry, my, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like, because, like, to be fair, I, I, I want to know, but I don't fucking care. You know, but, you know damn well he will bullshit you anyways. He's going to give you some stupid ass answers that you have to dissect like 40 times later, whatever. Yeah, exactly. All right, give me yeah. a serious answer, though. Okay, so my serious answer was probably KG, because I want to I wanna talk about all of that, that championship stuff. But, but I'm going to switch it again. Because I can find out all that about that stuff by watching documentaries and things like that. And it's funny because it led, leads from our previous conversation. I would just love to sit and not even like interview. I would just love to sit and have dinner for an hour, maybe an hour and a half with Jalen Brown and just talk to the man who I do find pretty damn inspiring like as a human being. Because like, I, I can find out the basketball stuff I need to know from all the stuff that people have done, the interviews, the blogs, the articles. But I'd just love to sit up there with Jalen and just be like, tell me about your life. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that would be, that would be sick. I mean, I'd love to, to be fair, you know, I've always, I've been a massive Paul Pierce fan. So obviously I'd love to sit down with Paul Pierce. But I mean, if I had to choose, like you said, Rich, like you can, you can Google, you can, you know, you can watch documentaries, you can watch whatever you want. You know, the one interesting thing would be to sit down with, with, with Bill Russell, you know, imagine speaking with him, going to talk, like basically saying, talk to me about your life. Talk to me about, you know, your experiences within basketball and it'd be, to be fair, that'd be a very inspiring conversation, to be honest. So just, just, I mean, what's your thoughts on last season? Do you think we underachieved, overachieved? Did we land where you thought we would? Are you disappointed with the playoff run? How do you feel it went? I think if you asked me back in October 2019, before the season began, like who was going to the NBA finals, like in the East, you would have to say like either Milwaukee or the 76ers with Al Horford acquisition, like they look to be the team to beat. Like I went to opening night, Boston Celtics versus Sixers. Everybody in the world, nobody was talking about the Celtics, like making the Eastern Conference at all. Like no way. Last year was supposed to be an off year for the Celtics before the season began. I don't care what anybody says, but we 
had a cakewalk in the first round against Philadelphia. We steamrolled them in four games. We went to we went to war with Toronto in seven. That 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 gave me a little bit of hope and pride in the Celtics. I'm happy that we did win that series, but uh, it's something that we will never figure out. Why the fuck we didn't beat Miami? That shit got me mad. Yeah. Like because yeah. because like I said, no, we were not supposed to be in that position. But all the stars aligned, and the Celtics had a shot at the title even last year. I will say title. Like, yeah, Miami got whacked by the Lakers, but I feel like we could have. Anything can happen. We'll never know this, but it just really, like, put a bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, like, I was more frustrated with the NBA anyways because not going to games, like, it changed my whole life around. Like, I can – I don't like to watch TV and watch sports on TV. I like to go to the game, and it gets me into the game, and it makes me feel different. Like, watching it on TV is, like – it was, like, completely – Game changed, and I did not like it. I'll say that. So if we were to win a ring while that happened, I would be displeased with it. Like, it would hurt me because I wouldn't get the full experience, if that makes sense. And that sounds selfish, whatever. But, yeah, last season, like, overall, it just, like, made me not like the NBA. I was pissed off and stuff, I guess. To be fair, though, that's, that's a good point, though. I think, you know, as much as we all wanted to win the championship, and I, I honestly believe we would have given the Lakers a much better run for their money, 100%. I was very surprised that Miami just... I'm sur- Obviously, regular season games mean absolute shit when you're, in, when you're in playoff basketball. But, you know, we, we played incredible against the Lakers every time. Obviously, we got mugged off. We got... Uh, uh, yeah, mugged off by the refs in one of them, which you know, obviously we won't talk about. But you know, I think we we matched up. I think we matched up quite well against the Lakers, um, to be honest. Um, especially with I feel as though this is something that I'm only thinking about right now because we're talking about it. But we literally beat the Raptors without Gordon Hayward either. So now we're going into this season without Gordon Hayward. Like we could still mess around and knock knock a couple teams out. Um, and I love these acquisitions that the Celtics have made, despite me talking a little bit of trash about Jeff Teague turning the ball over. I really like him on, in green. And when Trishan Thompson's healthy, he's going to bring a, somebody into Boston that we have not had in the last like 10 plus years, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So I'm happy. That's, that's, that's one thing that we've, that we've missed is obviously Daniel Tice has been, I, I mean, I really like Daniel Tice. I think he's been great for us hell yeah yeah real real Celtics fans know that bro like the people that like watch like two games a year bro they shit on Daniel Tice I hate people that like they make their everybody has their own opinion but real people like I just said that watch every game that know everything they know like dude this guy is a crazy bargain in the league right now like 100% 100%. everybody else they need to shut up (laughs) And, you know, obviously bringing in Tristan now, we have – Daniel's got a little bit of a – you know, he's got a little bit of backup. But that is one question which, you know, I think we should just ask it right now before we jump into a couple of games. Um, but, you know, if you had to choose between Tice and Tristan to start, who are you going to choose? I think it's a no-brainer to choose the player that's coming off of a max contract. Like, this guy was paid to – like, the craziest money – to pay to play with the best player in the league. Like I think Tristan Thompson is going to go into another level that he has never even been in his career. 
and he's been on a championship team playing like in on freaking national TV every single night. But in Boston, he has a, a chance for a bigger spotlight that he had in Cleveland, in my opinion. And yeah, he should take his game to the next level. Why not? Like he's only got like four more, five more seasons in the NBA, in my opinion. Might as well do it right now on the on a team that could go to the championship. Yeah, what do you think, Rich? I'd start Tristan. Uh, championship pedigree. Uh, he gets more boards. He's he's better around the rim. Um, Tice is great, man. You, you, like you say, like GRDs. Boston fans love Daniel Tice because they know what he can do and they know the passion that he brings. But I just think Tristan gives us a little bit bit more size. Um, a few more boards and that's one of the things we've struggled with so much is the offensive boards um, so that for me would that would tip it for me yeah. the rebounding that. is the rebounding is going to be fun bro because we have not had a rebounder like that in a while <laughs> definitely definitely uh, before we it's about, what Jared Sullinger never turned into <laughs> <laughs> right he's too, too busy in donuts before we, before we jump into the games quickly to end the pod, Rich, you need a pee, mate, don't you? I do, mate. I do. So go for cool? a piss quick. Go for a piss quick, then, and we'll we'll I'll play a little bit of music, and then we'll uh we'll come back. Right, it's just my old man show, and I'll be back in two old seconds. Old man right? bladder. We good. Right, so to end the pod, we've got a couple of games. I know I don't know whether you've listened to any of the, any of the other other episodes of the pod, but but yeah, so we've got a word meaning game. So I'm going to give you some phrases and words that we use in the UK, and you have to guess what they mean, basically. Um, but first, we're going to jump you, over. To- I I have. I'm going to say this. I might get the highest score ever on this shit because I know a lot. Okay, okay. You've heard, you've heard you've heard it here first, but first we're going to jump I'll over take- to bridge. And jump over to Rich because we've got another game. So, uh, Rich, do you want to take it away and explain what 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 we're going to need uh, Corey to do? Okay, cool. So, GRD, I'm going to give you a little game of Would You Rather. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some questions, and you just have to answer them. Give a little bit of context about why. Okay. okay. So the the first one is Would you rather go for dinner with KG and Larry Bird or Bill Russell and Paul Pierce? That's kind of a good question. Um, I would probably say Larry Bird, and I don't even remember KG and Larry Bird. Yeah, KG definitely. Larry Bird. So that would just be interesting to like compare two generations together, and like Bill Russell and Paul Pierce would probably be most people's answer, but Larry Bird sticks out to me as somebody that like I would just like to like. He seems like a grumpy old man, and I would like to see KG tap into his like intensity and yeah it, i think it would be funny hit the shots of sambuca that'd be carnage wouldn't it to be fair and not ah, like GRD, larry bird and kg that'd be absolutely messy when... <laughs> okay but can cool. you only can you imagine a picture of me with larry bird and kg that would be like ultimate i would pay a crazy amount of money for that actually cool good answer we like it okay so here's the next one for you would you rather watch the knicks play the Cavs? Or an episode of the Kardashians? I would probably rather stick a fork inside of an electric socket. But uh, I would definitely rather watch the Kardashians. At least they look good. 
I wouldn't. I don't want to watch the fucking Knicks. <laughs> Who's your favorite? I don't even really know that. I know all their names. I don't even know what the other two look like besides Kim. So I'll say Kim. Fair enough. Cool. Okay, cool. Would you rather live in Milwaukee or Philadelphia? Oh, in, <laughs> in bread country. Both. Do I have to? Can I phone a friend or something? Can I like? Do I have to answer that question? <laughs> I would probably say Philadelphia because it's a bigger city. Like Milwaukee. I've actually tried to go to a game in Milwaukee, but it's so difficult because, like, they just don't have a huge airport and stuff. Like, I, I would rather a bigger city. In Philadelphia, believe it or not, like, going there as many times as I have, I don't just go because of the game. I go because they have a crazy casino where every time I go there, I've never lost. Uh, they have some crazy food that we do not have here in Boston, so I like going there for that. And – I just I, – I don't mind the people there because I could give it and take it. Like, I could talk a lot of shit to them, and I I could take it too when they want to bust my balls, you know. Cool. They're a good sports city. I respect it. Cool. Okay, Coca-Cola or Sprite? Coca-Cola, please. Cool. All right, cool. Next question. Would you take 10 years of conference final losses or nine years of dreadful tanking and one title? That's interesting because I always talk to people about the fact that we could have probably traded Jalen Brown and got Kawhi Leonard. And that doesn't even say that we would have won that ring, but we would have gambled our whole future for that one ring. And that's something that this Celtics front office is absolutely not trying to do. They're not trying to win one. Like they want to win multiple championships. But me, knowing that I would lose in all those conference finals, I would definitely go other way because I didn't talk about it on this podcast. But I actually really, really love following the Celtics when they're bad. That does that sound stupid? There's always something good about you know supporting the underdog or supporting uh, the, the the shit guy. Do you know what I mean? There's always something quite quite interesting about that. It can be frustrating as hell, but I yeah I like, I get what you mean. Like even that Isaiah Thomas year, like we all knew like we had zero shots at a championship, but we also knew every single game I paid to go to. We could have won by 50, but we could have also lost by 50. It was like a coin flip, and I really like that, like, unknowing, you know. It's just preference. And I also like when I get to see the real fans and the fake ones that cancel their season tickets when when shit gets tough. I like to see that too, so we out here. Okay, cool. So my last question I'm going to give you, okay. So keep in mind, Kevin Durant got courted by Boston – um, had a pitch from Tom Brady. We wanted him to come. So, obviously, you get a choice here. You get to delete one of these two players from ever having existed and played in the NBA. So, you're going to delete Kyrie or KD? Probably Kyrie because KD hasn't really, like, directly affected the Celtics at all. But he could this year. Like, he could knock us out of the playoffs, and then I might hate him too. Um, KD, like him going to Golden State, I really don't feel like it affected us because even if he didn't go there and he went elsewhere, like I don't think Boston was his second destination. It could have been his third or fourth, but I don't know him not coming to Boston. I don't think it really like hurt me too much. And I always liked him on OKC as a young kid. Like when he first signed his sneaker deal, I got the KD ones like 
I've always liked KD. I stopped liking him after he won that the championship. Actually, though, I don't know. I feel like he changed and he acts like a jerk now. I don't know. Fair enough. Still a great player, though. Yeah. Fair enough. Sure. Okay. So the final game, I'm just going to give you, like I said, some, it's like a words association game where or word meaning game where you need to guess. Like I said, I think I'm going to do well on this. What these UK phrases and words mean over in the US. So the first one I'm going to give you is we use it a lot over here. Um, so the phrase is have a day off. You would say it to someone, so I say it to Rich, I'll have a day off. What does that phrase mean? Have a day off. Like, it kind of sucks because when we say that here, like, I would say that to my one of the guys that works for me and I would say, have a day off. Like, don't come in tomorrow. But I'm going to go and say, like, it means, like, go screw yourself. Yeah, I'll give you that. Basically, it means shut the fuck up, piss off kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, have a day that off. makes like, sense. You're being, a, you're being an idiot kind of thing. So, yeah, I'll give you that one. That, that, is, that is a tip. That makes sense. Right. So, another one is having a mare. So I could say to Rich, oh, Rich, you're having a mare. Like you're just facing disaster, like you're in a nightmare kind yeah. of thing? Like, that, yeah. is, that is it. Yeah, yeah. Spot, I got spot. you. Two for two. Two for two. I got you. Right. Now this one is just, it's something that we use over here in the UK. Obviously you use it in the US as well, but so bog roll. What is bog roll? Bog roll. That's honestly something I've never heard before. <laughs> yeah. I only know a lot of these because I, growing up, I played like some stupid computer games with like thousands of people in UK. Okay. And all okay. my friends that I used to be talking to on the internet were from UK. So that's why I know how, like all these stupid phrases and I call people a bell end and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of your favorites, Nate. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that word. But yeah, what does bog roll? I, I do not know that. Can you tell me that one? It's basically, it's toilet roll. Toilet okay, paper. toilet paper. Toilet paper, yeah. So I didn't know that. So the next one uh, is, what should we give you? What should we give you? Okay, so I've given, so Gordon has answered this, Semi has, and so has Vinny. And all of them have got it wrong. So you could, and Mark D'Amico as well. So you could be the first to get this one correct. It's a phrase. And it hey, phrases. <laughs> I'm not gonna cheat. The phrase is "ass over tip." So I can say to Rich, "Ah, oh, Rich, ass over tip." So the phrase ass is over phrase. tip. Ass over tip. Yeah, so that's the phrase. Ass over tip. You could give us some context. You went ass over tip. Say, Rich, you went arse over tip. Like batshit crazy. Like why you're wild. Like no, but I tell you what, ass over tip. So Mark, all of the, all of you guys have answered it the same. You've all said the same thing, but no, it means falling over. I was gonna say falling over too, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> so your ass, I swear to God, ass over, ass yeah, your ass is over your tip. Yeah, I, that would have been my second answer though. I could have, I could have been undefeated, but instead I went. Okay, so we we'll out give, here. I'll give you three more. Give you three more. So the first, the, this next one, you should get it since you played with loads of people in the UK on the games and stuff. But what is a bin? What's bin? Bin. Bin. Yeah, a bin. 
somebody stupid? No, how can I? So it's an item. It's an item. Like a bin? Like we have bins here, like you put stuff in them. No? Yeah. Yes. Well, basically, it's, it's trash can in, in it over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the next one is gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. I never heard that shit. And I, but I will guess at it. Um, gobbledygook. So Rich is speaking gobbledygook. I think you gave it away. Like somebody that's speaking like crazy, talking shit. Like, yeah, basically speaking nonsense. You gobbled, yeah. Okay. Nonsense. So I'll give you that. Okay. The final one, final one, and we will go with things. I've got. I've got a list of them here. There's so many, um, and we will go with. Haven't got a Scooby. Haven't gotten a. Haven't got a Scooby. What is a Scooby? I'm trying to like think if it like correlates with something. I do not know what that means. Having a scoop, uh, taking a bath. No, but to be fair, that's a fair guess. Basically, having a Scooby, like not, it's not having a clue. Like having got a Scooby Doo, it's like it's Cockney oh, right. Okay. Okay. To be fair, you've done really I like well. I think, I think you got. I think you got the highest out of anyone that's ever. Has ever played the game, so I think you are under, at the moment undefeated out of all the Boston. That guys. is a cool game. That is a cool game. I like that. Yeah, well, I think ne- next we've got Her- Herc's going to come on and see what he can do. I mean, when I stayed with him, all he did was try to speak in a British accent, and it was awful. So <laughs> before we leave, before we before I wrap up the pod, we need to hear your best British accent. We need to. You know, hey, it's GRD out here. I'm potting with my boy Nate on the podcast, and we brought Rich along. And yeah, you should subscribe to this and rate us on Apple. And we on Spotify. And we out here. No, that I'm terrible. Good. I don't want to. That's not, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's, it's, better, it's better than Alex's anyway. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get Herc to do it when he comes on. But anyway, Corey, GRD man, really really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Hope you enjoyed it anyway. And obviously, we'll get you back on. I definitely time. did, bro. Coming on here, talking hoops with a couple of my homies on a Saturday night across the pond. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much. No worries, man. And Rich, thank you for being co-host today, mate. And Pleasure. hopefully, we'll get you back on at some point too. But yeah, guys, that is it. That is the episode done. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you like, review, share the pod in any way you can. It's only ever going to help me. Plus, you know, I want to keep doing it. So we're going to try and get as many guests on as we can. Try and get some more players on if we can too. But like I said, Corey, really appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. Have a good night, boys. Take care. It's been your Boston Brit. Peace. Peace.